The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Additional sponsors include Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Bebert Collision Care Center, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements, Common Grounds, Heritage Creamery, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. And uh, that wonderful list you just heard, our partners, the sponsors for the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, Aaron Sexton riding alongside, as he always does. It is Thursday. Boy, it's going to be fun. We've got our Where Are They Now segment and uh, Myatt Fuels and uh, Biebrick Collision Center uh, are proud sponsors of that. That's going to be J.J. Joe today, one of my great friends and uh, really love having J.J. on. We'll talk to J.J. at 320. And then another good friend, Mike McGraw, the Baylor men's golf coach, will join us at 340. So a very Baylor-intensive day with some great guests. Uh, J.J. is one of the great uh, heroes uh, in Baylor um, uh, lore, and uh, he is a part of the, the Baylor Hall of Fame, of course, and all that. So always fun to have J.J. on, also the radio analyst for the Bears. So we uh, love having J.J. on, and uh, his play-by-play guy, his longtime partner now, is John Morris. And so you just heard John 2-3. to three. And, uh, Aaron, you were just with John. Anything controversial that John said today that I should know about. As I get ready to to do radio, I just want to make sure I'm not dealing with any fallout that that maybe John has said something that I need to know about. Is there anything anything you need to tell me about that John brought to the air today? No, I think we're all good. Okay. All right. Good. Good. I, you never know. Now, I understand um, we uh, uh, Tom's out today in the UN Ward will take us all the way to 6 o'clock with game time. Aaron, um, if it's okay with you and Ward, I've made the executive decision. I'm going to go ahead and just go till 5 o'clock with the Matt Mosley show. Uh, Are you cool with that? Yeah, we'd have to bump three guests, so we're going to go ahead and have to pass. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's, my goodness, you and your guest. <laughs> my goodness, you and Ward. All right, that's fine. Uh, we'll take you to 4 o'clock, but a really cool show planned for you. And could not start today without mentioning our presenting sponsor, Central National Bank. They're hiring. They've been making some hires over there. Folks uh, kind of get back on their feet after the pandemic. One of the great commercial banks in the state of Texas. Thank you, Joe Nesbitt. Thank you to the Nesbitt family. Everything they do, tremendous family. Uh, the Nesbitt boys went over to Waco High School. They're also involved now. Got some kids that uh, have gone to Midway and have been, uh, they've been very involved, Midway and Waco, but they still are very loyal to their alma mater, do a great job. You'll hear Joe sometimes advertising. Uh, Joe's the lawyer in the family. Uh, excuse me, Tom. Tom Nesbitt, he's the lawyer and. uh so you'll hear Tom from time to time advertising for his uh, legal activities on the Waco High broadcast that you hear Tom Barfield doing. So anyway, fun group, and uh, appreciate Brian Fonville, all that he does for us, our great graphics that he does. And uh, they're also going to be a part of this big, uh, this Heart of Texas 
I love it when they do that rodeo and fair and everything out there. They're big time involved in that. What did I tell you, Aaron, recently that mutton, that's a big time competition. Mutton busting. The, the mutton busting. Aaron, as a kid growing up in, in um, Central Texas, did you ever make it to the uh, Heart of Texas Fair and out there to the uh, rodeo and fair and all that kind of stuff? Did you ever attend the, that event? That's a big event in, in Waco. I did. I, I've have I have seen. I think I went a couple of times as as a, okay. as a kid and saw that. It's it's fun to watch. It really did is. You, did you do some mutton busting? No, did no. I was very uncoordinated as a kid, which is pretty much transferred to adulthood. And uh, there would have more than likely been some broken bones involved. So uh, I skipped that. We do have some weight limits. I don't know if you noticed that. Um, it, it, it's kids kind of in that five to nine range. And, uh, and you can go sign up for that. HOT.com, I think, is one place you can uh, you can go. But that mutton bust chopping, mutton busting or whatever we call it, that, uh, that Central National Bank is uh, the, sponsoring that. So that will be a lot of fun. Now, without uh, further ado, Aaron, um, let's, uh, let's get ready for our schmaltzes. Uh, giveaway. We get. We're going to give away two sandwiches. We do it every Thursday. Schmaltz has one of the great sandwiches in all of Central Texas. I recommend the jalapeno bread. I like the Schmaltz. Has some lunch meat on it. Has some. Uh, I think there's some uh, salami for sure on there, and then some Italian meats, and then you can get all the fixings. And then I do the. I do the. Uh, when they're doing jalapeno bread, I do jalapeno bread, and I do it twice baked, or I do over baked. However you want to request that, I get it real baked and toasty. What a great sandwich. It is schmaltzes. They also have uh, potato salad. Sometimes I'll get the potato salad. I, I prefer the mustard potato salad, and they have that. So, um, Aaron, it is time for our schmaltzes trivia question. Everybody can play, and you respond by uh, texting us on the CNC Collision Center text line 254-662-1660. 254-662-1660. Six six two sixteen sixty. Aaron, if you would provide the uh, weekly question. Yeah, on the John Moore show, we were talking about the nineteen seventy nine Peach Bowl that, and Baylor's victory in that bowl. There were offensive and defensive MVPs in that game. Name one of them, either one of them, and you're our winner. Either the offensive or the defensive MVP, and it should be pretty easy, especially if you were listening on John's show. Well, I'm not going to try to I, – I don't know the answer to this. So, I, all I will say is, and I was six years old. I was like five or six. I do remember watching it. I was watching it with my childhood best friend, Danny Terry, and we were out at his house, and Baylor played Clemson, I believe, in that game. And I, I'll just say who are on the team. I'm going to give you candidates, all right? We probably already have a winner. You can name the offensive or defensive, uh, I like this question, the offensive or defensive MVP. Singletary was on that team, so he's always going to be a great. Radar Holt was on that team playing wide receiver. Uh, Steve Brennan would have probably been playing quarterback, and I would have to guess that Andrew Mellentree was on that team too. Uh, great, great defender for the Bears. Could play defensive end, could move around, could play inside. Also, I think stood up every once in a while at linebacker, as, all, as I recall. Mellon Tree was a great player. 
but but Singletary was who we all remember from that era. All right, you don't even have to tell me. Uh, I'm 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 thinking out of those players I just mentioned, Charles Benson and Tommy Tabor were probably on that team. Um, I'm going to guess that I got at least one of those right. You got you mentioned both of them in there. Ooh. So you're nice. pretty spot on. That's pretty good memory because I remember watching that game, but I don't remember many of the players because we were about the same age. Yeah. Um, you know, we were both kids, but already Baylor fans at the time and already watching their bowl game. So. All right. Uh, th- if you want to guess that, it is the offensive MVP, the defensive MVP. You just only have to get one of those. I just gave you the answers, basically. And I gave you sort of a multiple choice. Because those are the names, those are the great players from that team that I remember best. Radar, now, Gerald McNeil would have come a little bit later. I feel like Gerald showed up in like 80. So I don't think Gerald was on that team. But Gerald could have been showing up about that time. He would have been wrapping up his career at Colleen? Which Colleen school? Anyway, the, the Ice Cube was greatness we had him on the air not that long ago all right um aaron the uh the cnc collision uh line is 254-662-1660 and you can win those two uh, sandwiches to schmaltzes aaron has there been a correct answer yet not yet a few guesses i had some guesses but no correct one yet oh you still have time to win I just I felt like I gave them a lot of good answers, a lot of good leads. Again, 254-662-1660, and we will announce the winner coming up. I'm surprised my man Sean Hunt from UBO, Premier Business Services, has not guessed. He usually just uh, texts me straight up, and uh, he'll save you some money, by the way, on email and coffee services. Unbelievable job that they do. In fact, we use them in our offices UBO, they do a tremendous job. All right, Aaron, there was some news that came down yesterday that I didn't get to say as much as I wanted to on. The Baylor men's basketball schedule. Now, for the women, people say, Mosley, what are you doing? What about what about the Baylor women? Well, the uh, I'm going to have Nikki Collin on tomorrow at 340, our new women's basketball coach at Baylor. That'll be fun. We'll have her on at 340. She's a lot of fun. That'll be good. Okay, they've been doing a lot of stuff. And we'll talk about their schedule. But today, the news came down. We already knew who Baylor was playing in the in their non-conference schedule. They're, um, this is the defending national champion, Baylor Bears. The first game of the season will be January 1st. How about that? How about that? Just uh, I'm looking to see. Uh, we'll see what the time is on that one, but we'll just they'll play right there on New Year's Day. That game will be at Iowa State. Iowa State was dreadful last year, maybe a little bit better this year. We shall see. The Sooners, the home opener, is going to happen three days later on January 4th. The Sooners come to town. Let's go say goodbye to the Sooners. Give them the treatment they so richly deserve. All right, and then – at TCU, January 8th, and then two home games in a row, January 11th and the 15th. That's Texas Tech at home and Oklahoma State at home. All right, and uh, so very, very interesting. The um, Kansas State game, 
Uh, they'll play them at home. I'm looking for some of the big ones. Everybody always wants to know when Kansas come to town. They go to Kansas on February 5th. The Jayhawks will be in Waco at the Farrell Center February 26th. Okay, so late in the season. Very late in the season. West Virginia comes to Waco January 31st. Those are big games. All right? And then people sometimes want to know about Texas because Chris Beard's at Texas now. Let's see that. Texas comes to Waco for at the Farrell Center February 12th. February 12th. Bears go to Texas, second-to-last game of the regular season, February 28th. All right, so the Kansas plays at Baylor on the 26th, and then Baylor goes to Austin on February 28th. Big 12 championship is March 9th through the 13th. Of course, that'll be in Kansas City. All right, Aaron, does that sound any, – any other games you wanted to hear about? The um, – I was trying to give you Texas Tech comes to Waco on January 11th. Bears have to go to Lubbock on uh, on February 16th. They are at Texas Tech. And that is the men's basketball schedule. I did have a little news for our Baylor friends um, and people that follow recruiting. I, I started getting text messages yesterday. Scott Drew is in Lake Highlands. Okay, I've got a lot of people, a lot of people in Lake Highlands. It's a school very close to my family. All right? And the uh, uh, Scott Drew was up there yesterday. Uh, I, I uh, visited with Scott when he, was, uh, when he was going through Hillsboro yesterday, so he had already left Lake Highlands. Who would, what, have, what would Scott have been doing? Hanging out at uh, Lake Highlands High School yesterday. Well, let me let me make a guess. There is a uh, a, a sophomore point guard slash shooting guard for Lake Highlands who is now in his class, probably the number two or three player in the country. His name is Trey Johnson. His dad, Richard Johnson, played at Baylor, um, and. Um, that would have been you know, around the time I was in school. I don't know, 95, 96, 97, right around there. And Richard, so he's a legacy kid. Baylor's got a shot at him, but Oklahoma State was first to make the offer to him. And he's now getting offered by a lot of different schools. But he's a sophomore in high school. He's 6'5". He's a true 6'5". And he's got great, great uh, ball handling. And he's a good three-point shooter, a fine shooter already, highly, highly skilled player. So that would be the reason that Scott Drew might have dropped by Lake Highlands High School yesterday. It is the uh, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And uh, Aaron, any of those games, by the way, stand out to you? The uh, Kansas one always gets everybody's attention. Again, that one is going to be at the Farrell Center on February 26th. How's that how'd that schedule look to you, Aaron, when you took a peek at it? Uh, it looked great. I mean, you've got some great uh, non-conference games here, and the, the conference schedule is going to be uh, tremendous as always because the Big 12 is one of the best, if not the best, basketball conference in the country. Uh, 
with the transfers that they have in their incoming class, I, I'm looking forward to Baylor in Texas. Okay. Yeah, I think that'll be fun. And then to your point, November 20th, Stanford is in town. December 12th, Villanova is in town. So some really good uh, some really good games there. So exciting to get those schedules. And a reminder for uh, the uh, Baylor women's basketball, uh, we will have Nikki Collin, the head coach of the Bears. That will happen tomorrow at, at 340. Next, it's time for our Where Are They Now segment, our weekly Where Are They Now segment, J.J. Joe. The great Baylor Bear quarterback and current radio analyst for the Bears joins us next. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. We'll see Sunday to partly cloudy skies today with high temperatures topping out around 91 degrees. Clear to partly cloudy skies tonight. Temperatures falling to 69 and mostly sunny tomorrow. Again, a few high clouds in the afternoon and a high of 93. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Waco High Football on ESPN Central Texas. This Friday night, the Waco Lions open up district play as they host Mansfield at Waco ISD Stadium. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Johnny Tusa, Darren Burrow, and me for all the exciting play-by-play action. Our coverage of Waco High Football begins at 7 o'clock with the pregame show. We'll have the kickoff and all the play-by-play action at 7.30. It's Waco High in Mansfield, and it's Friday night at 7 right here on ESPN Central Texas. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. It's music to our ears. Just listen to Deidre. I would tiptoe out of bed because the pain would shoot up my heels. When I went to the Good Feet store, they allowed me to try on the arch supports, and I started sobbing because I had no pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. Searching for popular jewelry at affordable prices? Do yourself a favor and check out Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Ponds. Large selection of men's and women's gold, silver, and stainless steel jewelry. Their inventory includes rings, necklaces, chains, bracelets, and earrings, plus jewelry for the western crowd and biker enthusiasts. Stainless steel jewelry starts at $19.99. Also, they offer 90 days same as cash. Text 16118 or 22462 to apply. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, 254 662 Are you opening a new business? Think about remodeling or painting your home? Grant Goss Contracting is a fully insured painting company that offers quality workmanship at affordable prices for commercial and residential projects. They are locally owned and operated, business servicing the Central Texas area since 1984. Contact Chris Goss at chris at ggcwaco.com and check them out on Facebook. Grant Goss Contracting is proud to support Waco ISD and the Waco High Line. 
It's a delicate machine and a substantial investment. That's why you can't afford to ignore your car or truck. And with Valvoline Express Care Waco on Valley Mills, you can be rest assured your car or truck is in good hands. From the quick oil change to brakes, struts, alternators, and all minor repairs, they'll keep your vehicle running in top shape with quick in and out service. Locally owned and operated by Paul Sadusky, they'll take care of all makes and models. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 6 and Saturday, 8 to 5. Keep your peace of mind with Valvoline Express Care in Waco, 833 North Valley Mills Drive in Waco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. The Dallas Cowboys defensive end Demarcus Lawrence suffered a broken foot in yesterday's practice and that will force him to miss six to eight weeks for the Cowboys. Jacksonville Jaguars coach Urban Meyer said there is no chance he'd leave the NFL for the USC job when asked about it. One game in college football tonight, Ohio Bobcats at Louisiana Raging Cajuns. Kickoff at 7 o'clock. The Baylor soccer team will host Stephen F. Austin at 7 p.m. tonight at Betty Lou Mays Field. Astros beat the Rangers 7-2 last night. The final game of their series from Arlington tonight, 7.05 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Boy, I love doing this. I love talking to my former classmate, my good friend. Uh, it is going to be J.J. Joe. But before we have him on, Aaron, we do it every week. It is time to provide the sponsors for our Where Are They Now segment. Fiber Collision Center is a GM, Nissan, FCA, Kia, Subaru, Ford, and Hyundai certified repair facility. Plus, they house the equipment to repair the Ford F-Series aluminum body vehicles. 1515 LaSalle Avenue in Waco or at BieberCollisionCenter.com. And by Myatt Fuels, your local choice for fuel delivery. You call, they haul. All right, uh, it is time to visit with uh, J.J. Joe. And, and J.J., that's how... That's quite frankly how big you are. You have uh, sponsorship. Uh, why don't you think of that as kind of a, a name, image, and likeness deal? Uh, although I don't know if a check's going to be showing up to you or not. Um, it is. Uh, it's great to to have you back on the uh, the program, man. It's it's only been a few weeks, but uh, I feel like a lot has happened since the last time you were on. Hey, yeah, so I, I do need a check from you, Mo, since I can't get the sponsor to send me any. Uh, a check, I, I just, I'll take that directly from you. Happy to do it. And uh, <laughs> when, when, I didn't really have any money. Uh, still really don't, but especially when I was a student. <clears throat> I couldn't really give you any money back then. And now it is legal for you to take money, and uh, J.J. did everything by the book, <laughs> even though other players in the SWC were taking money hand over fist. Uh, That's JJ, right. <laughs> J.J. did it the right way, and uh, as he arrived on campus, I mean, that I guess the, the death penalty happened, so you arrive on the Baylor campus on like 89 or 90. The SMU death penalty came down in what, J.J., about 87 was that when you were still in high school when they shut down the SMU program? 
That's right, Bose, and thanks for having me on. I, I was yeah. in high school. I think I may have been a sophomore or junior when they yeah. shut them down. So my senior year, they were getting prepared, I think, to have their first season. I can't remember if their first season was 89 or if it was 88, but they started recruiting again my senior year in high school. Man, you could have done it all for them. You could have had, like, the Trans Am, like Dickerson. You could have run the <laughs> option, thrown the ball. You had a much exactly. better arm than McElhaney and some of those other guys, Bobby Waters and Stalin work, much better arm. Um, and, and you knew how to run the option. You had the spacing and all that. But it is people that are of a certain age, uh, J.J., like uh, – the, we can remember those great SMU teams. But That's I feel right. like anybody 45 and under or 40 and under, they just have no clue really what that was like. That there was a time you would show up at Texas Stadium, and like when you were a That's kid right. in junior high or, or grade school, we'd go to those games, and they were awesome. I mean, think about that. We were kids, J.J., and the Pony Express was beyond oh, yeah. belief. No, it, it was excellent. I'll tell you, and I grew up, you know, mad in Arlington. So, you know, actually, and TCU wasn't bad. You know, they had Kenneth Davis right before that. They had really good runners, and uh, they did well. But, man, those Mustangs, they had the best team money could buy. Uh, they had some studs in Dickerson and and um, uh, Craig. Help me with Craig's last name. I, I can't believe Craig James. That. Yeah, Craig James. Yeah, Craig James, man. They, they were excellent, and they had some really good football teams. Uh, did they? Did I, I wonder if uh, TCU? Did Wacker ever recruit you, or was he was he already gone? By boy, I just remember that Jim Wacker show at TCU. Was that not the greatest? You know, he was such a character. And you're oh, right, man. Yeah, yeah. The Wack Attack. That's what we call the <laughs> Wack Attack. I mean, I remember going. I, I didn't want to take an official visit there because it was, you know, it was thirty twenty miles from my home. So I, I went on an unofficial there. And he is, the, I mean, you know, God rest his soul. I, I think uh, Coach Wacker's passed, but yeah, he yeah. he was the most positive coach man that I think I'd ever met. And he was he was he was a great sales guy. But you know, to be honest with you, man, I just couldn't see myself wearing purple for the rest of my life. It just <laughs> I just I just didn't fit my skin tone. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Jay skin tone. Yeah, yeah, it was a, for fashion reasons. We got him to – but exactly. Green, Kelly Green was a great fit for you. Exactly. Oh, I love those – y'all's uniforms, you remember the true green and gold? We don't totally do that anymore. And the, the uniforms look nice now. But that – there was a – that color green, I guess we would say that was Kelly Green. J.J., that was through the 80s, there was a green, and I don't feel like we're – we quite get that green anymore and i don't know what exactly yeah. it was you know what i'm talking about yeah we've abandoned that one i think we started doing that we started going to a forest green i think yeah. right after i left my senior year we had coach reedy brought some for the a&m game some different green uh uniforms oh. in and i think after that they changed it but yeah we've gotten way away from that color as well as the gold i used to love the little gold dome uh and pan but we've gotten away from that now we're it's Green Bay Packer, what I call yellow. It's it's bright. You're right, and I think we're doing for Iowa State like a gold out type deal. And uh, oh, really? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. They where they you know where they tell everybody <laughs> in the place what to wear. They're doing a hey. whiteout at Penn State. 
did you uh this that always looks really cool on uh on abc uh you know when everybody it does you know, where yeah where's white or whatever talking to uh, jj joe on the matt mosley show espn central texas all right jj um you are an analyst uh on the weekends and do a great job for baylor what have you seen so far from uh from the quarterback play from from gary obviously in particular that have encouraged you i, I you gotta you had to like that deep ball to taekwon uh on the money uh you, you know just every i liked how taekwon just kind of reached up there and plucked that thing like it was nothing you know as a receiver sometimes you see guys get a little nervous when they get out there in the open field taekwon that was like nothing i, I it kind of reminded me you remember roy, roy williams at ut you know he had that yes. height he had the huge hands he just reached up there and plucked it like the ball was nothing i liked what i saw on that play what are you uh what has what has encouraged you the most about Gary, and then what do you still need to see? Yeah, it's it's most I, I really liked what I saw, and it's really been a continuation of the spring. I went down for the spring game, and I thought, uh, and I think they started with Zeno in that game, and then uh, Bohannon came in, and then Chapin. But I thought of the three quarterbacks, uh, Bohannon was what I call the most calm. Um, and by that, what I'm saying is that he just seemed like he took with the offense, what the defense gave him. He was not really hurried. Uh, he didn't put the ball at risk and he ran when he was supposed to run. He threw when he was supposed to throw. He, you know, you know, took the ate it when he was supposed to eat it. Um, uh, and so, so, I mean, he's just continued that now the competition I want to see, uh, probably won't see as much this week, but Kansas is better. Uh, I don't want anyone to get it twisted. They are better, but I think it'll be next week. You know, when the game stress comes and you're playing a team that uh, in Iowa State that will be, you know, they'll be up for the challenge and they can bring the talent to match. Uh, how do you do you keep that same peace and calm uh, during that game? That's what I want to see, the little bit of stress against what I would call a really good team. All right. I, I like what he got down there and uh, the, the the threat of the run from the quarterback does add yep. a nice dimension. Now, Charlie could move around. This is a different look, though. This is a big, imposing guy. Charlie was not like yes. a, a huge guy. Um, I think this guy kind of likes to lower his head and doesn't mind letting the defense feel him a little bit, so to speak. What does that what does that do for a team? Do you think that, in a sense, they can they can sort of feed off that from Gary? I think so. And, and before we get to his running, I'm very impressed by watching Gary throw the ball. I know when I first came down and saw him throw, I think this was his freshman year. I'm not sure if he came in at the at mid semester, but his passing, he's always had a strong arm. Mm-hmm. But his accuracy has improved. Uh, his ability to get the ball out to the wide side accurately has improved. He throws on the well. He throws on the run real well. He's shown to be well adept to throw from the pocket. All those things have improved significantly. And running the ball, you're right. Coach just hadn't run him, and I don't blame him. He's probably run him six times in two games because he really hasn't had to. But yeah. Gary is all of six three. He's he's about Griff's height, maybe a little taller. And he's even though they said Griff is two twenty. And they're listing uh, Gary at two twenty-five. I mean, he he looks more dense than Griff. He he looks yes. like he can he can take a little bit of a pounding if he needs to. Now you don't want him to take the pounding, but that threat when you get inside that red zone, 
Uh, they'll they'll unveil that, and that'll help Baylor score in that red zone. We've had a few issues uh, in the last couple of years when we get inside that ten and twenty. How do you like the this uh, talking to JJ Joe, uh, former Baylor uh, legendary quarterback? How do you like these? Uh, what these receivers are doing so far, hard to tell. The, the, the uh, competition has not, I mean, especially last week, that was rough. But it does look like maybe Fleeks had a great catch that, for whatever reason, they didn't have a replay that they could look at. By the way, that what, right. a, what a disaster that was. But um, Fleeks, Tyquan, I mean, Sneed, we talked about this before the season. I think, J.J., what we had hoped would happen is happening now of course they got to do this against big time competition and continue but i'm really uh the target they they just look so much more confident and uh and, and it just seems like they're i mean very very sure-handed what are you seeing from these wide receivers well i'll tell you what i'm seeing and i'm seeing you know they have a little bit of time to get separation last year it just seems like you know the defenders or the dbs were sticking to us we weren't getting separation we weren't creating space therefore charlie didn't have any really tight windows to throw it into so you know i think last year was an aberration for taekwon rj Sneed had a solid season um and i think we're seeing the taekwon we expected to see last year so i'm it's really good to see him i want to see more of of not rj but i want to see more fleeks i mean i really think fleeks can be a special slot uh hybrid deep guys well i mean i mean i think fleece is is one of those explosive players that you don't get very often uh and he can get the ball short and then he could go to the house uh and then of course we have a few young people i mean young young receivers uh you know that we haven't that we haven't seen Jalen ellis i like his speed um and I, i'm forgetting the, the young man that came in last week his last name starts with the h i'm sorry i'm missing it he, no 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 you're, you're as well yeah, yeah, that number sixteen. I was going to bring him up. Yes. Uh, yeah, Hal Presley. Pull that up. Ha, yeah, Hal Presley is his. Is yeah, uh, Hal Presley. Yes. Yeah, he he a, can really go, and we haven't even seen Gleason. Gleason can run too. Yeah, uh, but it's hard to get on the field. You got Tyquan Fleeks and 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 RJ Sneed in front of you, but I think they all will play prominent roles. But I like what I'm seeing. Yeah, I'm with you, and I this offense coordinator likes to throw to the tight ends too. We may get some tight ends yeah. involved, uh, which would be interesting. I remember you had some big old huge tight end. I can't remember if we threw to him or not. Did oh we, yeah, we, we, Mike McKenzie was there. Big Mike, oh. he didn't wake up. He there. I think he's uh, State Farm agent there. Uh, Mike, yeah. uh, and okay. then and then Alonzo Pierce was there when I was there. Yeah, he was one. huge. Eighty eight maybe or something or eighty nine. Yeah, Pierce was. Pierce was huge. Did you uh, was Stutzman before you or after? Yeah, he was Stutzman was around there sometime. He might have been after or something. But that guy, that guy was quite a player as well. Okay, I, I did want to uh, JJ get your thoughts real quick on uh, on on what just happened. The official announcement of this new uh, I don't know if you want to call it improved. I mean, maybe right. they've saved it in in a sense they've. Adding four teams has at least stopped the bleeding and given this conference some, at least some vision of stability. But with Cincinnati, Central Florida, uh, and 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 uh, and bringing Houston in and BYU, what uh, in your mind, uh, what 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 has this done for the conference? And and uh, are you excited about these new additions? I really am, and hopefully you guys still have me there. I'm with Spotty Cell, but. 
But I really like BYU. I, I was really thinking that we should have added them years ago. They were a big, big nationally known program that, that I thought could have added value to the Big 12. So I'm glad they're coming. I like Cincinnati. Cincinnati's been really been really a solid football program over the last few years. They play basketball well. You know, like they say, get you into a different market. Uh, I'm not as concerned with that, but but I think that's a good add. And and I, and Houston too. I mean, I, I'm I'm not leaving out UCF on purpose. I mean, I, I like UCF, but Houston, since we're losing Texas, of course, get you in Houston. And I play Houston every year. Now, you know, if you ask me, do I want to have Houston in our conference and we have to recruit against them? That's a whole other conversation. But but I really like the ads. And uh, I, for once, I'm glad to see the Big 12, at least seemingly being uh, proactive. I just felt like, you know, we've had such a great conference for years, and it seemed like we were a little bit more reactive, but now hopefully that changes, even though we're forced to change and we're, we're more proactive. But I love to see UCF come, BYU come. I like Houston, and I like Cincinnati. All right, J.J., I appreciate it. I've been studying the uh, Church of the Latter-day Saints and uh, uh, some of the Mormon culture, and so I'm going to – I'm going to get you caught up on that, okay? I've been doing a lot of religious I do. I studies. I need a little study yeah. session. <laughs> okay? We're not going to be playing them on the man. Sabbath. We will not play them on the Sabbath. Uh, J.J., always love having you. I appreciate you. All right, Matt. Thank you, guys. There he goes. J.J. Joe uh, on our Where Are They Now segment. And we appreciate uh, uh, everybody, Mike Fuels and uh, Bebrick uh, Collision Center, for uh, for sponsoring that, always great to have JJ on. So much fun stuff to visit with him about. And uh, JJ, on our next segment, we will lay out sort of the tenets of the Mormon faith, and we'll uh, we'll get to know that a little bit. I probably ought to learn more about my own Baptist faith before I get too much into the into the uh, Mormon faith. But we'll just we'll we'll look into all that next. It is a very a man of faith, a man of golf. It's the guy I turn to when I have golf questions. It is the Baylor men's golf coach, Mike McGraw, coming off a very interesting tournament for his guys. He is next. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2021. Prescott in the gun from the 20, fourth and two. Only heard here. The snap is back, looking middle, throwing middle, slap. All season. Cooper walks it in. Touchdown on fourth and two. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Los Angeles Chargers. Live from SoFi Stadium on this Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Chargers Sunday at 2.30 on ESPN Central Texas. The Crawford Booster Club is a nonprofit organization that supports all pirate and lady pirate athletic teams. Through the sale of Crawford apparel and a spring fundraiser, they're able to purchase needed items and products that are typically not in the school athletic budget. The Crawford Booster Club is proud of all the high school and junior high athletic teams, including football and baseball, boys and girls basketball, tennis, cross country, track and field, and golf, and girls volleyball and softball. They encourage all Crawford residents to go to the games, both home and on the road, and let the coaches and student athletes hear your support. If you're a professional athlete or an armchair quarterback and suffer from chronic pain, let Dr. Rao Ali, a board-certified pain management specialist, help you. He's helping Central Texans at Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsboro with necks, backs, arms, and really any part of the body that aches. Call Dr. Rao Ali at 469-562-4188 to make an appointment. That number again, 469-562-4188. Don't let pain sideline you. 
Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. The Dallas Cowboys defensive end Demarcus Lawrence suffered a broken foot in yesterday's practice and that will force him to miss six to eight weeks for the Cowboys. Jacksonville Jaguars coach Urban Meyer said there is no chance he'd leave the NFL for the USC job when asked about it. One game in college football tonight, Ohio Bobcats at Louisiana Raging Cajuns kickoff at 7 o'clock. The Baylor soccer team will host Stephen F. Austin at 7 p.m. tonight at Betty Lou Mays Field. Astros beat the Rangers 7-2 last night. The final game of their series from Arlington tonight, 7.05 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley show. Thank you, Cooper. Complete those gummies. D3, the uh, immunity uh, supplements is what I take. Love those things. Cooper Complete. We don't always get enough nutrients in our meals. Thank you, Cooper Complete, for making this happen. From the world class doctors at the Cooper, the world fam- famous clinic, the Cooper Clinic in Dallas, Texas. It is Dr. Kenneth Cooper with uh, Cooper Complete. All right, now let's talk to guy i really enjoy talking to it is the coach of baylor men's golf mike <coughs> mcgraw and uh, coach mcgraw that was a fun way to uh get the season started yesterday loved uh, seeing the uh, bears in the metroplex uh out there at <coughs> the merido invitational and i gotta say one thing i also love i love the old manual scoreboards I, I almost oh, yeah. found myself standing over there just watching them. They were busy little bees changing, changing those scores. Though I love the kind of throwback stuff. And so that's a fun way to kind of – that doesn't require as much walking. But, you know, I got out yesterday and walked the entire front nine, did most of the back nine the other day. But, uh, Coach, great to have you back. And uh, I guess um, it, was, it was probably fun to get out there and kind of try to see where all your guys were in the heat of competition. Well, thank you, Matt. Uh, thank you for being there. Anyway, that was great to see you. It's been a while since I'd seen you, and uh, I appreciate you coming out and, and supporting the, the Bears. Uh, it, it is always great to play a championship golf course against a great field. That's never a bad thing, and it doesn't really matter what the score is that you shoot. Truly, it isn't. Um, if you play a championship golf course and you're paying attention, you're going to learn something over three days for sure. Yeah, and, and I'll put that in context for folks, that Merido, it looked really long to me. I, I liked uh, – I, I enjoyed it, but, I mean, it is spread out over a huge amount of uh, area. There's some very, very difficult spots. Um, I mean, I, I know early on even teeing off, there were guys that were like, you know, okay, maybe thinking, seeing if they had to hit another ball or hit a second ball off the tee box. What was the uh, – compared to – 
some of the other courses that y'all play, you play a lot of great ones, but where does this Merido stack up? As far as toughness, it's one of the toughest we'll ever see. Now, the greens were a little softer than they normally are because, you know, they had a rough winter like everybody else in Texas did, and they lost a lot of their greens and had to bring them back. So they've watered the, the golf course a lot more than normal. Usually it's firm and fast, and, and we didn't have any wind. So may have blown 8 to 10 miles an hour one day. But when the, green, the greens are firm and fast, and the fairways are running fast, and you have wind, it's, it's one of the most treacherous, Uh, unnerving golf courses you ever see because it doesn't let up every single hole there's something that grabs your attention or uh, diverts your attention the wrong way if you will and it's just a real great challenge all the time it's never easy yeah it was fun it was really fun to watch you and y'all at one point you had jumped up there in the top five you finish i believe it was eight but like you say a lot of it was getting experience what has this been like with a new team, you lose some, like, what you'd call super seniors. Oh, and by the way, uh, I guess you saw where uh, Cooper Dawson, who just left, shot a 59 this morning. In, uh I guess that's a qualifying for Corn Ferry. I know that's uh, on kind of a professional tour, uh, breeding ground or proving ground type tour. But to shoot a 59 under any circumstances is remarkable. What? What were you? Uh, what did you make of that? Well, first of all, I'm really excited for Cooper, and and the second thought that went through my mind is he still has two rounds to go. So, you know, the 59 was great, but he's got a lot of work to do, and he knows that. And I don't think he's getting ahead of himself one bit. Uh, but his dad is on the bag, which is great. Paul is a great calming influence for Cooper. Uh, Cooper made a lot of long putts. I heard he made three or four 30 footers. So. Uh, that's the way you shoot 59. You don't just hit it three feet from the hole every hole. Really excited for him. But Colin Cover, Garrett May, uh, Travis McEnroe, uh, Braden Bailey, they're all there as well uh, wow. trying to qualify. And they're all in the hunt. They've all got a chance. And what you're trying to do is advance. It's to survive and advance, if you will, to the next stage. What course is that that they're playing? They're playing the Golf Club of Houston on the country club side, so not the course they used to play the – Houston Open on, but the other one, it's actually a shot maker's golf course, got, you know, uh, kind of a tree line and, you know, not a extremely difficult golf course, but 59 is 59. Come on. <laughs> you think that's the course record? I would hope Cooper Dossie now holds the uh, course record. I wouldn't doubt it is. That's a pretty low number. And, he, you know, he certainly shot it at a good time. You love doing that when it really counts. And, and just really happy for him. But he does have two rounds to go, and all those guys do. So they've got work to do. Now, what is what stood out to you, uh, and talking to Mike McGraw, Baylor men's coach, about his younger brother, Luke Dossie? Last year, one of those rounds, he went really low. Did he end up winning that tournament? I mean, it was like, kind of like, whoa, this kid. I mean, it, it, was a, it was a great round. Now, yesterday, I was following him some. It just seems like he's kind of a steady Eddie guy. Like wherever some guys are up and down, I want to say on the back nine, he might have had one bogey, but it was pretty much pars almost throughout the round. Is that kind of what you think Luke is? Kind of a grinder, just real stays, real even kill at this point in his career, which is still early as a sophomore? Yeah, he's 100% he's a grinder. 100% he is a 
control your emotions type guy. He is in ridiculously competitive. So I think Cooper, I always thought, was a great competitor once in the arena, kind of an easygoing guy outside of it. But Luke is pretty intense all the time, and he's really funny, but he's also got just an incredible competitive side to him. He's not big, and he doesn't hit the ball as far as most of the players we see, but he drives it very, very straight, and he's a great iron player. And he's and just that competitive edge, I think, is helping him. He played in one tournament in the top five or two maybe last year for us and had one really great finish at Texas A&M. So, I mean, he's emerging. You know, he didn't get his first year and a half of college. was really not his. He, he was injured and just lost every bit of it. So we're just kind of seeing Luke kind of come into his own, and he's, you can see the confidence building, and you can see the, I don't know, momentum he's starting to gain with every competitive round he plays. He's, um, he's going to be a real fine performer for us, I believe, and part of that is just because he's so competitive. All right, Johnny is now sophomore, Johnny Kiefer, and he's your number one guy. He was in that tournament, at least, and honestly, it looked like, to me, that didn't even phase him. Like, he, he seemed like he was born to be a number one golfer on a team. Is that what you see, uh, Mike, and, and what, um, what, what do you think he's sort of added to his game, both mentally, physically, uh, coming back this season? Two things. Johnny is truly maturing. He's always been a fun-loving guy, great smile, fun to be around, really funny, uh, all of that. He's always worked very hard, too. He's a really hard-working guy. But he has turned it up a notch. I think he's done more with uh, workout and nutrition than he's ever done in his life. I think he is starting to believe he's going to be an elite player, and he really is an elite player now for sure. Uh, he'll be one, to me, the next two years in college, he'll be one of the top players in college golf. Both he and Cooper act or Luke are actually in their third year. They're actually juniors. They both okay. might take advantage of the fifth year COVID year, but who knows? Mm. But anyway, I think Johnny is really, really coming into his own and starting to understand what an elite player looks like. And again, highly competitive. And you know, he's been in the hunt, in a lot of big tournaments over the years, but uh, it was really great to see him get in the hunt in this field last week because so many good players. Yeah. I, I love his, uh, I love watching his swing. Uh, you might, you know, I may have sent you that picture. Um, I found some Adirondack chairs over behind number six green. I don't know if you saw those over there. You were I too did. busy to, yeah. That was a that was a nice spot, by the way, to kind of cover the. I watched all your players come through from right back there behind that grove of trees. I, I would say that was a really neat way to to uh, observe the tournament. Oh boy. I mean, you found some of the only shade on the golf course. You're you're smarter than I thought you were. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that was. What uh, keeper got in some mess over there? By the way, uh, he hit it long. I guess he was just trying to get it up there in two, and he goes long. And I mean, I thought, oh my gosh, how do you ever hack it out of there? And of course, he put it up there to about six feet, and he missed that putt. But I that. That part of his game, and he seems to have been all over, you know, an overall. But is he like who's the most imaginative right now around the greens of your guys? Who would you say? Well, I mean, Johnny's getting a lot better. I think one of the most creative around the greens was Cooper Dossey. You know, he's no longer yeah. on our team, but he <laughs> he could do more around the greens than any player I've mainly coached in my entire career. Just the different kinds of shots you could play. Uh, I think Tyler Eisenhart, who's uh, 
you know, kind of battling for a spot on the team this year is really good around the greens. Um, I think, you know, so anyway, you know, most of this, the team we've had over the last few years has been a highly ball striking golf, you know, type of golf team. But uh, Johnny's really good around the greens, hits a lot of different shots and, and, you know, and is becoming a great putter, which I really, really like hearing that. What is that? What is that like? That competition for the the fourth and fifth spots. You see, Eisenhart's in the mix. Uh, Wrightson, um, young guy, Drew Wrightson was out there and kind of hung in there. Uh, shot a seventy six, I want to say, in this last round. And then I saw you hanging out, uh, and I know you probably are around a lot of your golfers, but you were coming in at one point with Bosco, and and after having a couple of maybe higher rounds than he wanted, he shot even par yesterday is that a pretty intense battle right now for those those kind of uh, fourth and fifth spots would you say yeah i would say we have three or four guys that are you know really battling for the fourth and fifth spot and what you try to do as a coach you try to get those guys not to just become the fourth or fifth man you try to get them to understand if you hang around four five six or seven you know you're going to be left out occasionally it's, it's not going to go your way every time so you what you want to do is figure out how to compete and play at a level where it's not you're not even in the mix on that that conversation you're a one two or three guy and so uh, you know hopefully a guy like johnny can draft some kids with him uh, i think mark Reppy, who's a senior is doing a good job of playing maybe the best he's ever played at baylor and luke dossi has uh, emerged very well and you know i was with trey yesterday he shot even par and quite frankly after the two rounds he had played the previous two days and then snap hooked his first tee shot into the native grass on one, you know, it was looking pretty desperate for him because he just didn't have a lot of confidence off the tee. But as the round went on, he just got more and more and more confidence. And on that hole, you saw him on uh, where you were on the Arondike chair. He had a driver <laughs> from 280 and it carried hole high and finished 15 feet from the hole, almost made Eagle. It's one of the best drives I've ever seen on that hole. So, uh, you know, it, he's come a long way, and, and Trey's a very, once again, a competitive kid. I I really, really like it when guys are competing, and that's what they're going to do for these last few spots on the team for sure. But uh, I also want them to feel like they could compete past that spot all the way to one or two. How do you decide, like, who to go out and walk with? Will you kind of – I mean, I I would think sometimes like a guy like Johnny – you may just go, hey, Johnny's fine. I need to go be with this other guy. But then sometimes maybe you do need to spend some time with him. How do you how do you kind of make those decisions throughout a round? Well, I walked with Drew Wright in the first two rounds because he had never played in a college golf tournament. Um, and I felt like, you know, he's in not hostile territory, but he hasn't played a lot of golf on Bermuda Greens. Uh-huh. And that's what those were at, at uh, Merido. You know, just – Brand new kid, freshman, never played. You know, that's a good idea to go with him. And then after I saw the way Trey had played the first two rounds, I thought, well, even though Trey's played some college golf, uh, he's struggling right now. Maybe I could go help him kind of right the ship. And and uh, my assistant coach, Mikel, I sent him last week with Luke Dossie because they had really good experience together at College Station last year. So you yeah. figure Johnny's playing great, Mark is playing great, and he's a senior. Uh, maybe you just kind of pick and choose on the others. But Luke seemed a perfect uh, fit for Mikel this past week. So you just kind of go back and forth. If somebody's struggling, if somebody's young, if somebody's never played, or like with Johnny, I would, after I finished with uh, Drew or Trey each round, they both heat off first every day that I'm 
went out, I would go back and catch Johnny on 15 uh, tee box and just watch Johnny all the way to the clubhouse. Um, he was playing well. And yesterday, I really wanted to watch him just because he was near the lead. And I thought yeah. it would be see, good to see how he did that with that. And I guess you're allowed to read some of the putts for the guys and, and that kind of thing, right? I mean, you can. You bet. The, the coaches you bet. can do that. Yeah. I saw I, Johnny made a birdie on seven or eight, and I was up behind a tree. I had a really good look at it, but but I I resisted any urge. Uh, by the way, coach, I did not help him any with the read, but I, I did have a very <laughs> good look at the putt. But uh, he did he did go ahead and make it. It's funny, isn't it? Sometimes when there's just a smattering of people out there. I saw him hit his approach, and I thought, well, I didn't hear anybody clap. Like, you know, it's just funny. I got up there, and I'm like, he's five feet. For, like, how did those guys not clap up there? I almost got mad at them. I'm like, how are we not <laughs> clapping for shots like that? It's just kind of – it's. but, you know, sometimes it's like coaches and all, and, you know, that maybe they don't clap. I don't know. But I kind of I, – I get excited for the guys. All right, well, listen, fun talking to you. And uh, what's the next big event? Let, let everybody know. Uh, we finished the round yesterday and flew up to Chicago, got up here late last night, and we played a practice round today for Olympia Field, which, Ooh. quite frankly, is one of my favorite places in the entire world. It's an unbelievable test of golf. Uh, it'll test your tee shots, your approach shots. Uh, the putting is really taxed. If you get above the hole, if you go over these greens, when there's just so many great things that test, and it tests your ability once out of position to get back in position without getting greedy. This this golf course hates a hero. I'm telling you, hates a hero. It wants the guy that uses his brain, gets back in position, and uh, and makes a bogey instead of a double or a triple. Man, okay. So I will never play this course. <laughs> yeah, you should not do it, Matt. Don't get near this place. <laughs> I'll be trying to do everything possible. All right. Well, y'all have fun, and uh, we will. Uh, we'll be. We'll keep be keeping a close eye on things. What a cool. What a great place to be. And um, mm. and I, uh, man, I'm jealous. Uh, and I imagine the weather's starting to break. Wind may come in a little bit off the lake there, but what a fun place right off Lake Michigan there. Have a great time, Coach. All right, Matt. Thanks so much for having me on. You bet. There he goes, Mike McGraw, the uh, Baylor men's golf coach. All right, a show we like to call. Game time. Game time. Usually Tom Barfield. Today, my guy, Aaron Sexton, the producer of this fine show, and Ward Whites are going to be running the show. And uh, I will be by the uh, channel to kind of see how things are going. And um, you'll call me into action, Aaron, if you need me at any point. But I'm excited to listen to you and Ward. It is game time. It is next. The Connolly Coaches Show with Terry Garrick is brought to you by First Central Credit Union. Connolly Cadets record now 1-1 one one on the season, a 30-29 loss at Springtown. Coach, tell me, what was the cause of the one-point difference in that game? Well, we just made too many uh, mental errors and, and uh, too many mistakes. We had, uh, I believe, seven or eight offensive penalties. We had two turnovers. We had a kickoff return, first kickoff return. We had a fumble on that. Uh, gave them a short field, and they punched it in, and we were ended up being down 14 really early on. Uh, we had a kind of bobbled snap, uh, one bad snap on punt, and uh, that also hurt us too. And so some of those special teams mistakes, and playing a team like Springtown, you cannot make the mistakes on special teams. But that's not that's not all that killed us in the game, you know. It was just some mental things that we 